you ever notice, ladies and gentlemen, Brian decides he's going to take a show off. He's going to just, you know, because lots going on, crazy, crazy week and all that. And that's the week that the wrestling world decides to just go nuclear. Um, dude, that happens every time we take a week off. Duh. <laughs> well, then there's weeks like this. Welcome to Wrestling with Egos. Thank you for joining us, however you're choosing to join us, whether it's on YouTube or on any of our podcast platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor, etc. I am Brian, the intellectual savior of the wrestling masses, and I'm joined by my two bros. We got the big Don of Wrestling with Egos, Isaac, and we got the Reverend of the Rant, the pastor of Pissed Off, Patrick Swafford. Gentlemen, blessed it's been be a week. You all, gentlemen, blessed be you all. Oh, Especially a week like this, we need it. Thank you for joining us, and how and however you're choosing to join us, please make sure that you spread the good word. We like you, subscribe, you share, tell your friends. The drive for 500 is still on. 500 subscribers by the end of the year, and I get to take out my wrestling frustrations on the pastor pissed off with some mood chops. Help us get there. We appreciate your interaction, gentlemen. How goes it, first of all? I know you've had to catch your breath and hang on white knuckle because there's been some things going on in the wrestling world this week. There's There's been some things and some stuff's happened and there's been some situations. And yeah, I'm ready to talk about it. Let's go. What happened this week, guys? Anything? Oh, good. Did I miss something? Remember Look I at your show notes. They're in your inbox right now, Isaac. And while you're looking at your show notes, I'll, I'll be right. I don't have I don't have this information. Can you DM me his address so I can show up on his front door and kick his ass? Please come did, to my house. I, I wish I had the time for it, but there's just too much to get to. <laughs> we got a long way to go and a short time to get there, boys and girls. Let's go. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. We're gonna start back a little bit and 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 it's telling that this seems like it happened an awful long time ago but we have to go back and talk about what's going on with maxwell jacob friedman in aew there was some rumor and innuendo going around that he was none too pleased with what was going on with his station in aew so after the opening match on last week's dynamite he comes out to the ring he does the whole cut my music thing, but it was a different kind of tone to it. And Maxwell Jacob Friedman went scorched earth. And what was telling was he took the scarf off. He threw the scarf on the ground, which meant I'm not talking in character anymore. At least that's how I took it. Well, he even said that. This yes. Is, this is Max Friedman. Yes. And in a nutshell, I'm not going to say his whole promo, but he basically aired his grievances. It was like his own personal festivus. And he aired his grievances, and he wound up ending the promo by leaning down the hard camera and saying, fire me, you bleeping bleep. You can insert your, you know, your own thing there. Bleep Mark. Yes. Well, they bleeped out the word Mark. I didn't even know he had said Mark until I read an article about it. Mark. Yes. So I had a lot of time to process this. I watched the... I watched the promo back a couple times. It's really the first time I've done that with a promo recently. As have I. And I'm wonder. I'm going to open up the floor to you, gentlemen, because I feel like I've done enough talking already. I mean, we're all going to get our pound of flesh in here tonight. But what do you think 
is the end game here? And what do you think MJF is trying to achieve by saying what he said, I guess, is, is where we'll just start. We'll just toss that softball question out there. Isaac, I'm going to let you go because I have a feeling since you're dressed very officially, like, you know, can I get that official look going? You might need to step in and referee, referee a little bit of verbal scrap between me and Brian. Because Brian says he's going to go scorched earth. I am too, but I guarantee you I'm going in a different direction. I'm okay. Since I look more official, you know, I'm, I'm, I got my little, I got my black and white on. I'm going to sit here and say that that MJF, I, I would immediately think that he was trying to get himself released. Why he would do that? Because he believes he's the hottest thing that's out there right now. I get it. I understand it. And he wants to get treated the way Cody did when he went over to WWE. Now, the thing about it is Cody has history over there. He has a good history. Um, But I think that MJF is thinking he's eventually going to get to that world, you know, heavyweight champion status. And in my eyes, even if he was to go to WWE and somehow break his contract and Tony Khan was like, you know what? All right, you want to be out of here? Peace out, deuces. He's not going to get to that Roman Reigns status, even if he wanted to. If that's going to happen, you know, he's not the size and look that they want as that champion. He's not that dude. Now, if he wants to go down that road, if he eventually wants that way, great. But you're in the place right now. Stick with what you know. Own your craft and get ready if you decide to go in two years, but you got two years left in your contract, go to your job, do your job, shut the hell up and make it happen. When that contract starts to go to an end, then you start making, then you start making some other stuff going on. But right now you're sitting there talking about I'm the hottest free agent. You know what, dude, it's two years away. That doesn't, we, we know what could happen in six months. Shut up, do your job. Put everyone else over and make everyone else look good and then go from there so they see that it's not always about you. And then just go from there and do what you got to do. Until then, shut up. Gentlemen, I put on my rest, I put on my referee's cap. Patrick, I'm going to let you go first. All right, first off, I can sum up my feelings about MJF and his promo in one word. Boring. And here's why. I liked it the first time he did it. When his name was CM Punk and it was called the Pipe Bomb. <laughs> For months, boys and girls, MJF is a less tattooed, thicker CM Punk wannabe. But here's the problem. If MJF wants to go to WWE, he is going to find a very harsh reality that over in WWE, he will be watered the F down. He's not going to be able to say half the shit he gets away with on Dynamite, 
on Rampage because TNT and TBS and Discovery, Warner Media, their standards and practices, and also Tony Khan's standards and practices, are a less or a lot more lenient than that of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. How many times? And I can honestly probably tell you on you can count them on one hand since because I know what happened at this particular pay-per-view since extreme rules of last year. And I remember because I was there and I saw Bobby Lashley, I heard Bobby Lashley cut this promo. How many times have you heard the word shit on WWE programming? By the way, I'll spot you that one because he said it on the extreme rules pay-per-view. How many times have you heard shit other than that Bobby Lashley way? How many times you hear shit on just out of MJF's mouth? On the regular. <laughs> exactly. MJF also says a lot of very inflammatory things that will not fly. Will not, period, fly, period, in, in Vince land. MJF ain't going anywhere. And if he does, he's, a, he's not an effing mark. He's an effing moron. I, okay, okay, okay. I, I would say, I wouldn't say moron, dumbass. Well, mark and moron, same letter. So I was going, that's what I was going with. Go ahead. Effing moron. Alliteration, boys and girls, alliteration. Um, okay, big guy, you want to cut that little promo and say fire me, you effing mark? Tony Khan's not a stupid businessman. His family owns an NFL franchise. Granted, they hired, hired Urban Meyer, and that was a dumpster fire. But moving on, you really think that Tony Khan's going to release him? No, he's going to pay his ass to stay at home for two damn years. Okay, guess what you just did, Max? Bam! There, go, there goes your push. There goes your momentum because you're sitting on your ass for a year and a half doing absolutely nothing. I don't really give a shit about this MJF promo, not just because of what else has happened, but in the grand scheme of things, none of it makes sense. None of it's original. MJF hasn't done a damn original thing in a year. I mean, the last three, the three biggest rivalries he's had, Cody, Jericho, Wardlow, all follow the same formula. You know, you got to go through these trials to get to me. And then they get to him. And in one particular case, he actually won. In the other cases, he got his ass handed to him. Cody and um, Wardlow Whoa. both beat the crap out of him. Jericho. Well, Jericho got his win back the next pay-per-view. Shocker there. I am so sick of MJF. I am about as sick of MJF as I am Jade Cargill. <laughs> That's saying something right there, boys and girls. It, it is. And there is nothing about this that's... To me, intriguing. Because, okay, okay, big guy. Okay. You, want, you, you don't want to be here? Go home. I'll call you 
30 days before your contract's up. Peace out, homeboy. And like I said, click, click, boom. There goes your heat. There goes your momentum. Sorry, you just did it to yourself. Moving on. You should have said bye, Felicia. I don't say bye, Felicia. I say moving on. Bye, Felicia. Brian, the floor is yours, my friend. Thank you, good sir. There's a trend happening in sports in general that I'm not happy about because it's not anything that I think should happen. Because in in my world, in the education world, if I walk into you know my 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 principal's office and I demand you know, granola bars, you know, every morning and, you know, mulled apple cider. And, you know, I I want to only teach one period a day instead of, you know, all the periods that I'm supposed to teach and stuff like that. You know, he'll look at me and he'll be like, well, there's the door if you don't like the terms under which we signed you to a contract. There's a list of duties that, you know, I'm supposed to hold up to and it just seems like in sports in general guys sign a contract and they don't want to honor it you know and and yes i'll go back a little bit and i'll say that at the time i watched it live on on dynamite two weeks ago it seemed like wow this is pretty incendiary some of the things he's saying because in a vacuum he's got a point yeah he does I'm not expected to hit home runs every time I come out here. I'm expected to hit grand slams. And newsflash, that's what I do. He's got a point. You know, he is just as responsible for that CM Punk rivalry being as to the bone as it was. Same thing with the Cody Rhodes rivalry. Same thing with the same thing with the Wardlow rivalry. And, and the list goes on. He's justified in calling himself one of the four pillars of AEW. But... You're playing a character, bro. And when the camera gets shut off, you're still a performer who signed a contract that expires last time I checked in the year 2024. So for you to start banging the drum about I might go to WWE in two years, <laughs> who cares? You know? And it's kind of funny that all three of us seem to have the same mindset about this. I'm trying to like draw a parallel to sports in general because i mean every time i turn around there's another nba player trying to get out of a contract so he can go ball with lebron or go ball with kevin durant or, or whatever the case may be uh you're kind of seeing it happen in golf with the liv nonsense and all that it's just you have a spot but you always want what's down the road and you know, the grass isn't always greener people mjf has the role of a lifetime if you ask me He's up and coming. He can afford to bide his time and wait for the Hangman Adam Pages and the Kenny Omegas and the Adam Coles and everybody else to run their course. And MJF is an AEW original. There's nothing wrong with saying that. No. And he's got the life of Riley over there, but he's apparently not satisfied with it. You know? And that's why the promo doesn't hold up after repeated viewings the way the pipe bomb kind of does. 
because it was watching it the third time that I realized, wow, this is an awful lot like the pipe bomb, you know, because he's making threats and he's making, you know, yeah, I know. I'm a little slow on the take-up reel sometimes, Patrick. Sue me. Time. Well, well, this is coming from clearly, easily the smartest guy on this podcast. I'm sorry. No, you know what? I'm not sorry. I made the connection. It took me three watches to make the connection, but I made the connection. Give me my flowers. (laughs) So, I mean, and, and, and now, like, as we're about to talk about, there's a lot of other things going on. And now the MJF story seems like it was a year ago, comparatively. It, honestly, B, I don't even think it's the fact that it's a year ago. It's literally the fact that the, the wrestling gods, and I don't mean JBL, um, the wrestling gods took care of it for us. Um, MJF, isn't supposed to matter. And I'm glad even the next topic, as bad as it is, I'm glad it happened. You know why? Because we're not talking about this and we're not talking about Sasha and Naomi. Move in on. That's, I'm very shocked that we all are almost kind of sort in a way, but not really in sync with all I mean, of it. And I'll say it again. The first time I watched it, I found myself agreeing with a lot of what he said. I, but then it, it's like, dude, look at what's happening around you. Like you're going to knock new Japan. Most, most guys would kill to get in the ring with somebody for new Japan because it, it would, it would improve their craft. You can get better by wrestling Hiroshi Tanahashi. You can get better by wrestling Suzuki. You can get better by wrestling Will Ospreay or Jay White or whomever. Insert name of guy here. Right. Why would you not want to do that? And every time he gets a chance to, he badmouths New Japan, and I don't get it. Yeah. By the way, Kazuchika Okada is still one of the three, four best wrestlers on the planet right now. I, I'll wrestle him. If nobody else wants to wrestle him, I'll wrestle him. I, it'll be a terrible match, but I'll wrestle him. No, I wouldn't. Uh, Okada can easily get three stars out of any of us. He can get a three star out of out of us easily. Three more stars than I had before. <laughs> you know what? That that that's cool. Here's my take. It took me one one watching it live. Like he did everything except except say pipe. Um, I mean, that's really and truly what it was. I liked it the first time when CM Punk sat there on the ramp in his Austin 316 shirt or his, his Stone Cold shirt with John Cena under the wreckage of a table and cut that promo. Here's something else to think about. Five years from now, are we going to be talking about MJF's promo? Five years from now, are we still going to be talking about the pipe bomb? Hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? Exactly. (laughs) You know, because MJF is surrounded by, you know, ass-kissing, nonsensical douchebag yes-man like John Laurinaitis. I had to get a line in there, too. At the end of the day, for me, 
call me when he does call me when he does something I haven't already seen him do or seen somebody else do that he's just trying to be. The last original thing I saw him do was that dinner dance number with Jericho, which I still say was some of the dumbest crap I've ever seen in wrestling. And I've seen the Kennel from Hell match. <laughs> I'll give him credit for one thing, though. Not that you want to go back and watch the promo again. But by the end of that promo, he had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. Yeah. More did. or less. Like, he had 75-25 cheering him. Yeah, he did. He did. And I, I will not dispute the fact that he had a lot of truth in what he said. Much like somebody else did many, many years ago. And much like Many, many years ago, he had the crowd eat, eating, the, eating out of the palm of his hand for one reason. He went off script. I honestly don't buy this is a shoot. I don't buy it at all. And here's why. I was trying to avoid asking that question because I don't want to be like nope, every nope. other wrestling podcast out there. <laughs> We're deep dive. And he, but very quick on my end. And here's why. Go back and look at the pipe bomb. How many camera angles did they shoot? Did, did they shoot punk from? About two or three. Yeah. All on the ramp. One on the ramp. One off to the side here, and another one off to the side here. But all focused on the ramp. You mean to tell me that there just happened to be a cameraman? Right there, right there at ramp side on the floor, pointing straight up when uh, when MJF leans over the ropes and goes, fire me, you effing mark. Leave it to the TV and radio guy to... Exactly. <laughs> that was planned way too perfectly. To me... Understood. It, it's about as real... As reality TV. About right. I I think, gentlemen, does anyone else have anything else we need to add to this conversation no. on this topic, or are we going to move on? We can move on. Ah, moving on. Sorry, I needed to get needed to get a sip of, a sip of a Mountain Dew. Let me talk about this next topic, and just simply say. Remember a long time ago, Mr. Regal had an entrance theme in WWE talking about he's a man, real man. We need to give that entrance music to Cody Rhodes right now. Um, dear sweet mother of God, for those of you that do not know what happened to Cody Rhodes, uh, last the Monday going into Hell in the Cell, he suffered a partial tear of his bicep tendon. Later on in the week, while lifting weights, he completely tore to some bitch right off the bone. Still decided he was going to wrestle hell in Hell in a Cell against Seth Rollins. Everybody knew he was hurt. It was not a mystery. And then he gets in the ring with his coat, his long coat still on, and he takes that coat off. And you see his entire right peck 
his entire right man booby. Purple. Barney the dinosaur. Purple. I have a, I ha, I have a I have a good friend of mine who's just recently started watching the show, and she's a nurse. I showed this picture to her, and she was like, "Wait, wait! He wrestled a cage match." I'm like, "Yeah, he wrestled a cage match. Is he nuts?" Yeah, probably so. Here's my take on it, real quick. I applaud him for doing it because that had to hurt like hell. He wasn't gonna hurt it anymore. I mean, you can't hurt a torn peck, torn right off the bone, any worse than it already is. Because guess what? You're gonna have surgery no matter what. If you if you f it up a little bit more, guess what? Just a little bit more than the doc's got to fix when he goes in there. Your your timetable for return is not going to be affected adversely in this. So you know what? If you can if you can suck it up through the pain, have at it. And he did. And I find it. I said it earlier in the show. The, the wrestling gods. Just took care of it all. Timetable for a comeback. His projected timetable is six to eight months. Brian, six months from now, what month is that? Six months from now, we will be in uh, December. Right. Seven months from now, we're in January. Gentlemen. Brian, hit it, hit it. Hashtag rumble season. I, I got a better one for you. Hashtag foreshadowing alert. Yeah, it's... <laughs> who, wants, who, who wants to bet right now Cody wins the rumble? I'll bet against it. I got five on it. No, Cody, it... As long as his timetable for recovery holds up, it writes itself. Cody wins the Rumble. Roman will still be champion. Boom. There you go. Takes care of it. And I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit right now who wins money in the bank. They'll be Cody's. They will be Cody's next. They won't go after Roman. They'll challenge Cody. Or they'll do something stupid with it, like they'll give it to a raw guy and they'll de- they'll declare a new championship, which wouldn't surprise me if they do something stupid like that too. Yeah, but it, it would be seven months from now, Cody should be healed up. He'll I co- will say this was the most uncomfortable I've been watching a wrestling match since a certain match of the year candidate from 2020 with zero fans in attendance across the pond involving Ilya Dragunov and Walter. <laughs> yeah. This match made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I don't understand. I mean, I personally cannot understand how Cody was able to suck it up the way he was. Mm-mm. And how he was able and and i'm going to give some credit to seth rollins here too because both in the in the lead up like this whole rivalry the hell in a cell match itself and then even the blow off on monday night of this week which was chef's kiss to seth rollins for the way 
way he did that, Seth understood. I mean, this can't work without the dance partner aspect of it. We've talked about that before, how your rivalry has to have the face and the heel, the give and take and all that, and everybody's got to be hitting their marks and everything. You know, I got to go back and watch it one more time before I say before I say this, that I believe this, but do both of you believe that this is a match of the year candidate? Absolutely. Even, even if ignore Cody's injury, let's say it's, just, let's say, let's say it's kayfabe. Let's say he's just working the injury and it's not legit. Let's pretend that's, pretend that's the case for a second. That's an amazing match. That had all the feels, all of the, you know, all, a lot of like emotion grabbing moments. Mm-hmm. And it was a great match. So absolutely. One thing I do want to say, and then Isaac, I'll shut up and I'll let you have it. This match, if it wasn't already in my, if it wasn't already definitive, this match made Seth Rollins a bona fide, undeniable Hall of Famer already. Rollins is one of the most complete wrestlers we have today, ever. And the fact that he can carry someone who is very talented, but also very freaking hurt to a match that good Rollins is, if we were to redo the greatest wrestlers of all time show after this, I would be very hard pressed not to have Seth Rollins on my list. That match won, I was already a Rollins fan. I love, love, love the guy. But that match put him in a different light, light for me because he was able to get Cody. Let's be honest. He got Cody through that. Yeah. Cody's right-handed. That was his right That was his right boob. His, did you see the picture he posted the other day? Yeah, where he had it out like this, even worse. Yeah. Closing guys, if you didn't see it, had gone all the way down to his elbow. No, thank you. No, thank you. I've had surgery before. I know how much it bruised and how much it hurt me. And it was literally just in my abdomen. I don't want to know what that feels like. Isaac, you're up. I, I sit and I wonder... And I was it one of the craziest things I ever saw? Yes, it was. I I still think someone should have said something before the match and said, you know what, don't don't do it. We can. Can I jump in on that one real quick? Because you brought up a really good point, and just something that I heard on Busted Open earlier in the week. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. They brought in a orthopedic surgeon from the New York area to come in and talk about that injury. And and Bully Ray straight up asked this doctor, would you have given Cody the okay? The doctor's exact words were, 
well, not exact, but more or less, the doctor said he's not going to injure it any further. There's no way he can. And it's literally up to him at this point. And if he could, if he could look me in the eyes and definitively tell me that he can do this, I'm giving him the thumbs up. So to that point, that's probably what happened because, you know, they do have a very good medical team there. And he probably told the docs, yeah, I, I can do this. And the docs probably also knew he ain't going to screw it up more than he already has. But I look at it like this. I hear what you're saying. I hear what the doctor's saying. But I also sit here. We also, and you guys can attest to this. There's got to be someone else to set. There's got to be the adult in the room and say, you know what? You can't do this. Someone's got to sit here and say, someone's got to be the adult and say, no, you, you just can't. And someone, I mean, Cody was like, I'm going out there no matter what. That's what it's going to be. This is what we're on. This is what I'm doing. I get it. I totally get that. But still, someone's got to be the adult and be like, yo, you don't need to be doing this. I mean, yes, Seth got him through that match and it was incredible. And we all know that. And we are not, no one's ever going to sit here and doubt Cody Rhodes and his toughness and his grit or anything else about him. But someone had to be the adult and be like, yo, you can't be doing this. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, you know, just to save himself, because yeah. we're all going to sit here and say, well, you know what, this this happened, blah, 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 blah. Someone has to sit here and say, you know what, dude, no. I, I absolutely understand that. I mean, and, and you can you can absolutely make that argument. I see it differently. But, you know, that's the beauty of this show. We don't we're not always going to agree on this. And I. I look at it from a completely different perspective of, of he's not going to screw it up anymore. Why not? If you think you're good, go. I can't think of any other examples off the top of my head. I'm sure that if we dove back into the annals, there's probably some other examples of things where this has happened. It's just, you know, this one is on our brains right now because it just happened a week ago, but I'm sure this is not the first time, you know. I've got one, but it's not. But it's not wrestling, it's baseball. I got one that's wrestling. You go ahead, Patrick. Kurt Schilling, the bloody sock gang. Okay. He's not going to screw it up anymore than he already has. I mean, How about Willis Reed in the 1970 NBA playoffs? NBA finals, right. I hear what you're saying. But look, someone had, look, the reason I say that and I bring that up is that we sit back and we look at, we're going to look back at Cody Rhodes and say, what a stuff. What a tough son of a bitch to do what he did. But we're also going to look back at Mick Foley and say when he got thrown off of that damn cage and um, everyone came out and told him to stop doing it. Someone went out and said, no, you shouldn't be doing this. He still went and did what he did. Is he a legend now? Of course he is. No one's arguing that. But my point of it is someone has to say you can't be doing this. And we had to sit here and look at everyone else that came out there to stop him, especially um, who he was feuding with at the time. Undertaker. Um, huh? Undertaker? No, it yep. was. Um, why can I not think of his name right now? Terry Funk. Thank you. Terry Funk came out there and said, you need to stop. 
Terry Funk knew that this is what this has gone too far. And to break character like that, no one did it. That's all I'm saying. Someone else, someone else has got to sit there and say, you know what? Someone else has got to be the adult in the room. That's all I'm saying. We're going to look back at him. We're going to say he was a tough son of a bitch. It was fantastic. You know, Seth Rollins did what he had to do to make him look fantastic. That was great. But we're also going to sit back and say someone else should have done something. Yeah, I, I, I get that. And honestly and truly, we can debate this ad nauseum. Um, just kind of, you know, just kind of as... Something that honestly that could that's gonna be something that's gonna be talked about years from now in terms of you know, hey, he did this and he he made it work and I, it's gonna be one of those like legacy defining things in his career. The the rumble will be the next one, and then WrestleMania in LA will be the next one. And I'm glad. I'm glad that this is happening. And you know why? Sorry to say this, Brian, but now this absolutely positively beyond the shadow without means that we're not going to get Roman in the rock. Thank you, Lord. I was not out here pining no. for it. <laughs> but I was about to invoke, uh, invoke the name of your Uberman crush. The shelf life on that has expired. Oh, it's been recalled. Oh. And you should have sent it back for your voucher for another match to cash in at a later date. Dude, you're so far in deep, in deep of that jar of peanut butter, you've already had salmonella seven times. I'm Dude, sorry. I'm I sorry. want you to find the footage of the Wrestling with Egos show where I said I want Roman versus The Rock at any point for the WWF champion, WWE championship. I did not say that. I said I simply was invoking the name of your Uber man crush, and it was in a negative light. So generally, your feathers get ruffled when someone besmirches the name of Dwayne Johnson. Yep. I was, I was besmirching the fact that I don't want to see him and his cousin and his gigantic teeth, gigantic perfect teeth in the main event of WrestleMania in Los Angeles. I don't need to see it. I do need to see Roman and his teeth and his tribal chief, and Paul Heyman, and the Usos, I need to see that versus Cody. Okay, no, that's, how, that's, that, that, that's how we handle business, baby. You know, we got to go to the pay window. I think as we spin into our next topic, I'm going to introduce it by giving you a fancy-schmancy word the intellectual savor the wrestling masses loves to give every once in a while in the show. And that fancy-schmancy word is attrition because it sure seems like what definition you do your job brian well attrition is just and of course the definition is escaping me right now the actual webster's definition but attrition is when all of your options start dwindling and dwindling and dwindling and dwindling and 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 that's what we have in wrestling right now you have Cody Rhodes, who's going to be out until the winter with his torn pectoral muscle. You have CM Punk, who it now uh, injured his foot. Broke, broke his leg. Broke his leg, presumably on that stage dive. Not presumably. <laughs> it was. Okay, so now AEW 
is and they had to trot out, you know, here's how we're going to crown an interim champion. And it's, it's going to be a great match between Kyle O'Reilly and Moxley, by the way. Because now it's going to be Moxley versus Tanahashi at P- possibly it, it's, it's signs point to <laughs> right and i'm going to invoke i'm going to invoke some verbiage from our good friend rj it's you know, because at dominion this weekend it's That's going right. to hiroshi tanahashi versus rj's favorite wrestler hiroshi go to sleep <laughs> hiroshi go to go to yeah uh, i i laughed about that they cannot stand at all cuz rj thinks he's boring all signs point to Mox versus Tanahashi because it makes perfect sense because Moxley has been challenging Hiroshi Tanahashi for the last two plus years. So we're finally going to get this match, please and thank you. Um, and it's, 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 it's a, I bring up the word attrition because you've got two companies now in WWE and AEW who have been had frontline guys getting hurt and it's like, okay, what do you? How do you spin this forward? What do you do with the opportunity you have? And for in, in AEW's sake, you know, they had the, the the casino battle royal at the beginning of the show. They got somebody to come out of that, and then Kyle O'Reilly wound up wrestling Mox at the end of the night. Great match, by the way. Wonderful match. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly just can't miss lately. No. Um. So. Kudos to AEW for doing what they're doing, and kudos to Tony Khan for not taking the title off of Punk, even though I guess I read somewhere where Punk wanted to drop it to somebody, or yeah. just drop it, period. And Tony said, no, well, you, you can keep it. Because what's his timetable? Middle of the summer? End of the summer? Yeah, it's, it's not going to be... It, it's not going to be, like, maybe... One to two, one to two months, two okay. to three. I mean, it's not good. From my, what I understand, it's not going to be like a big, massive thing. I don't think surgery is going to be involved. Uh, I think it's just going to be, you know, booted up, let it heal on its own kind of thing, uh, which that shouldn't take all that long. Um, so I guess our guiding question for the rest of the time we're together tonight because it's kind of a global question that I have as we get into the rest of our AEW. Yes, you know, it's, it's a global approach to wrestling with the egos. AEW is doing some great things. And they're yep. putting some great people out on television every week. And, and they've got us salivating. But here's my question. Is it a case of them trying to do maybe just a little bit too much or... Do you think they're focused on all of their, you know, they have all their ducks in a row? Or is it impossible to even do that given everything that's going on? That's the question I'm going to pose to you guys, and you can take that whatever direction you want to take it. Isaac, you want to? You want oh, to, let me have. You want to pass first. your play? Yeah, here. He's going to play. Let me, ha- let me handle this one first. For a person as myself, who is not well-versed in New Japan wrestling. And I made that openly clear with everybody, and I made it openly clear on the show. I'm excited to see the names that we've been talking about show up in AEW and show out, show up and show out. And this is going to be 
what's going to separate them from WWE. You're going to see styles. You're going to see people that are doing stuff you haven't seen. These are the people that you're sitting here talking about, and you're like, these guys are on, the, on another level. And this is the time that they get to shine. This is the time that you get a chance to sit here and hear them do all the things that you wanted them to do. And then compare it to what they're doing in WWE. And then compare it to, you know, the limitations that one company has compared to the other. This is your time. This is the best. This is what we wanted to see. We want dream matches. We want to see this person go up against this person. We don't want to see any anybody just just getting fired and doing this and all the rest of that stuff. This is what we wanted. This is this is this is basically, you know, this is these are the dream matches we always stood here and talked about. This is what we want to do. This is what would happen if, you know, Superman, Thor, and stuff like that. Uh, this is the, we got it. We need to sit in the moment and sit here and not and be in the moment and recognize this is what we wanted and now we're getting it. And let's not sit here and overplay it. Let it play out for what it is. And then we'll talk about WWE in a minute later on down the line because it's not going to matter. But this is the moment we're sitting here saying, I wish we could have had this person and this person at the top of their game. Here they are right now. Let's appreciate it. Here's what I'm salivating about. This Forbidden Door card, whatever it winds up looking like, I'm salivating because now they've got another title they created, the All-Atlantic, the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. And I'm just going to go out on a limb right now and say that if the Bastard Pack does not win that championship, we're rioting. I don't care about Malachi Black. I don't care about Miro. I don't care about anybody else that's in that bracket. Pack showed you on Wednesday night with that wonderful match against Buddy Murphy. So kudos to Buddy Murphy as well. Um, this feels like a pack championship. I know that he's not around often enough to justify winning the AEW World Championship. I would love him to. I get that he's injury prone, and I get that he's, he's had health issues and stuff like that, you know, travel restrictions and all that. But if you didn't believe in him before that and you just sat down and watched that Buddy Murphy match on Wednesday, Chef's Kiss, he should win. You know what? And I, I'm here for the Fatal 4-Way. There's going to be a Fatal 4-Way match at Forbidden Door to crown the first ever AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Um, but there, there, I, I forget who it was on Twitter was asking, so who do you got? And I was the ninth person to respond to the the question. Seven of the previous eight people had either a text about PAC or a GIF about PAC. You know, so the, the sentiment is out there, is, is what I'm saying. But, I mean, my, my God, like all the matches you're about to see, you know, and we don't even know all the permutations of them yet. You know, we don't know who Adam Cole is going to step in the ring with. We don't know who hang, uh, Hangman Adam Page is going to. He wants Okada. But Adam Cole's like, well, hold on a second, sir. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless. I just wonder if AEW isn't trying to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks 
but a lot of it's sticking. So I guess I'll give them credit for it. So the question as we circle back to that is, is AEW doing too much or is everything just kind of falling into place, correct? Pretty much, yeah. My yes. Both. Because they are doing way too much. There, I do. I think this is a terrible time to add another championship because I personally think that the build for this championship match overshadows and takes away a spot on the card of what could be an absolute just batshit crazy night. Um, and I personally could do without that. I personally think that we could wait on another championship. And also, I think another singles title. Because, yes, people are clamoring for Pat. For I love the way Just, Justin Roberts an, uh, announces him. The bastard. <laughs> I love that. Just beautiful. Just amazing. Um, whether people are clamoring for Pat to win this, or people have been clamoring for a damn trios title. But we don't have that. I think that should have been the call. But no, no, no. We're going to go with a, another singles title. Tune in this Wednesday. This Wednesday, you're going to see it. Tune in this Wednesday. I God, if they do, I'm done. I'm kidding. Because they are... Look, I am... I am a fan of the idea and the concept and the phrase punches in bunches. I like it. But at this point, damn, because you're going to have. He's got a family. <laughs> yeah. At what point? Now, don't get me wrong. AEW pay-per-views do not. WWE pay-per-views start hot, cool off, and rent back up. AEW pay-per-views are, 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 they're not a roller coaster ride. It is a bullet train the whole way through. Strap uh, in. <laughs> yeah, strap, strap in, boys. Here we go. Uh, much, much like your favorite powered launch roller coaster, like Top Thrill Dragster at Cedar Point, keep your hands inside the vehicle, sit back, and hold on tight. Um, I personally think that this again this could have been held on to and we could have gotten another great match because we've already seen that we're going to get hangman probably okada and probably adam cole involved in there somehow some way you're gonna get jay white in there as well because jay white is wrestling okada for the iwgp world championship at dominion which Holy shit, that's going to be a great match, too. And now, presumably, you're going to get Will Ospreay. Yes, you're going to get the United Empire involved in yes, there. Because the United Empire has a problem with not only, uh, with, with not only let's be honest, probably Rapongi Vice, as opposed to the best friends, Rapongi Vice and FTR. And then you're going to get maybe Osprey and Cobb. You know, so you might get that involved for the ROH tag titles. How big yeah. is the United Empire? Oh, uh, about six or seven guys. Oh, my God. So Cobb and O'Connor are part of that. 
Ocon, Cobb, Osprey, and those other three guys that we saw. Um, uh, Aussie, whatever they called him or whatever. Guy. Okay. I forgive my ignorance, you know. Yeah. Osprey, Os- Osprey has a small army. Um, but, so, but think about this. Let's look at let's look at the new Japan roster. And okay, people that we pretty much have to get on this card. Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Okada. Switchblade. Jay White. Let's be honest. Gotta get. Gotta probably get the Gorillas of Destiny involved in there somehow. Yes. I mean, they're one of the greatest tag teams in New Japan history. You're going to have to have a presence, some sort of presence with Bullet Club, other than just Jay White. Maybe Juice Robinson's involved. Maybe maybe Kenta's involved. But there's four or five guys from the New Japan roster that, just as someone who likes New Japan and follows it, more than casually, but not hardcore. I'm a, I'm steps above casual and steps below RJ. If that makes sense. There's four or five names on their roster that if they're not involved in Forbidden Door, it's kind of a letdown. Yeah. It's all without bringing those guys in. It's the WWF WCW invasion angle. Shingo Takagi. Honestly, I think you could do it without Takagi. As great as Takagi is, as great as evil is, they don't have the same name recognition stateside. Okay. People know who Kazuchika Okada is. They know who Hiroshi Tanahashi is. They know Will Ospreay. They know Jay White. They know Gorillas of Destiny. Much like, it's the same way that Shinsuke Nakamura was able to make such a good and easy transition from New Japan to the the, the artist formerly known as NXT. Because he went into the States inside a fan base that already knew who the hell he was. You you have to, from that point, you have to educate about maybe 10% of your fan base, Brian Kriegel included. Because, yes, he did. He, I, and I'm but, here for the education, people. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I only bring up Takagi because, my God, look at the, the star rankings from last year's matches. Right. He was he was in the top 20, like, 11 times. Yes, 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 he was. But name recognition. You know, he doesn't get that same, doesn't get that same play stateside that he would that he that he would in in New Japan, he would get a lot of play if New Japan did a full blown show stateside. But this is a joint promotion, so you have to you basically have to bring out your greatest hits. You know, it's like ACDC's on stage, but they only have forty five minutes instead of three hours. Okay, you got to get back in black. You got to get Highway to Hell. You got to get Hell. You got to get Hell's Bells. You got to get Dirty Deeds. You know, you you gotta play the hits. New Japan has to play the hits on this. Right. That's all there is to it. You're not gonna get Chase Owens on this card. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like the Crown Jewel. He's awesome, but he's 
It's like going to a Skinner concert and they play Chase Owens instead of Freebird. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Play, play fucking Freebird. <laughs> Give me Okada, not Owens. Don't even bring me Kevin Owens. Bring me Okada. <laughs> but, and that's, that's my thing. I think they are in danger of watering down what should be a reach through the TV and grab you by the throat kind of pay-per-view. Do you think that's why they've been giving us teasers on television like they've been having us watch Minoru Suzuki wrestle and you got to see David Finley on Wednesday night, which I was very in, in, impressed. No, I, I just... No, no. You, and, and, and I forget his name, but he was involved in the Casino Battle Royal. Uh, um, I'm not even going to attempt to say it because I don't remember. Takeshka. Yes. Sonsuke Takeshka. I know his last name's pronounced Takeshka because I butchered it the last time we talked about the guy because he wrestled punk several weeks ago. So they've been giving us, you know, appetizers and things like that because they may, be, they may know, okay, we can't put you on the Forbidden Door car because it's going to be a seven-hour show. It be? Yes. You do realize that this is the same promotion that once had Darby Allen cut a promo about how he was going to be at Chicago and, you know, other people could come to, to come to Chicago too, even if they were the best in the world. No, AEW doesn't tease anything. No. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They are once again, and this is something that they are better at than any freaking sports promotion. Not sports entertainment. Sports promotion. Better than the UFC. Better than top-ranked boxing. Better than any other sport we have. They are the best at dangling the carrot in front of their fan base. And when they dangle a carrot in front of their fan base, it's about that freaking big around. And because they know how to hook us. They're brilliant at it. I mean, come on. We did a live watch along of a uh, of an AEW televised show on the rumor and hope that CM Punk was going to show up. We've had them all had a pretty damn good idea, but it wasn't a guarantee. Right. They had they they did that to the entire wrestling world on hopes and dreams. They're, Tony Khan is a master of this already. Vince McMahon is his bitch when it comes to this. And this is exactly what they're doing. That they are, you know, they are giving us, and they have been slowly working in these little, these little nuggets, these little carrots every now and then, just to be able to give give us hope that something like this pay-per-view was going to happen. And now that this pay-per-view is going to happen, what's the speculation? Oh, well, you know what? Maybe we'll get Kazuchika Okada. And what happens last Wednesday? Hangman Adam Page invokes the name of Kazuchika Okada. It's to the point now. Several, several weeks ago, I remember thinking, wow, it's too bad 
that Kenny Omega can't be a part of this show. Now I'm to the point where it's okay that he's not a part of this show because look at all of the restaurant quality stuff we're going to get. And you know that this is going to be, I can almost guarantee you right now, this is going to be a success by any measure. So what's to stop them from doing a Forbidden Door 2? <laughs> 2! And that's when you can trot back out Kenny Omega. And oh, how do we forget about Kota Ibushi? I mean, I would think he'd need... Well, no, because he's in some hot water with... Never yeah. mind. I forgot. I read that article on Tuesday. Uh, and yeah, Ibushi's, uh, Ibushi's on uh, New Japan's uh, shit list. No fly, no fly list right now. So yeah. I, I got it. Okay, I'm stricken from the record. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, who? What's to say that this is going to? This is not going to lead to more, uh, more, more forbidden door pay per views. Because think about this: ever since the phrase "forbidden door" was ever evoked, well, ever since the phrase "forbidden door" was was mentioned. In the world of wrestling, in AEW, by Tony Khan, when we started seeing what this forbidden door concept looked like, this was the speculation. This was the hopes and the dreams, much like the first dance. Much like, please, 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 please start the show off and play Cult of Personality. Yes! Payoff. Guess what? This is about to be a massive payoff. I am very curious to see what the pay-per-view buys on this some bitch are gonna be. This thing could be insane. Here's a question: What does WWE or what? It's different now because you have the Peacock Network and all that. Right. What did they consider a successful pay-per-view in terms of buy rates? Like, let's say 2003, you know, WrestleMania, uh, for example. I'll have to look that up because that's public record because they're publicly publicly traded companies. So their, their buys on, say, WrestleMania 25, um, you know, maybe I can... The Industrial Revolution was neither industrial nor revolution. Discuss. Because, you know, I'd say that this could knock a, you know, what Vince would consider. Wow, that was a really good pay-per-view for us in terms of buy rates. It would blow that out of the water. Because I I remember seeing these numbers once and thinking they were kind of modest. Like, really, that little? Like, I could be wrong, but, like, if 130,000 people bought it, they consider that a success. Or 150,000 or something like that. Uh, the I I literally looked up WrestleMania 25. Okay. Uh, the buy rate of that was 960,000. Okay, so I was a bit off. All right. I I, I can I'd be confident in betting money that they would get a million AEW would get a million buys on this. I agree with that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, guys, hang on. Um. I mean, I, I I can't see a scenario where they don't, you know, where they don't break seven hundred fifty thousand. I give you some perspective. Um, okay. WrestleMania twenty seven 
did 1.12 million. That Rest turd sandwich? Huh? That turd sandwich, 1.27 million people. Yeah. Well, WrestleMania 28 with that uh, had Rock and Cena as the headline did 1.2. And then 29 did 1.1. And then 30 was the first one they had on the network. Um, and according to press releases, um, uh, 666,000 pay-per-view buys and 400,000 on the network. Because keep in mind, that one wasn't exclusive to the network because right. it had just launched. 31 was exclusive. I'm confident AEW can soar way past 1 million buys. I, my, my, my honest opinion is if it doesn't hit a million, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a success. I won't say a failure. If it's, if it's under 500,000, then it's a flop. <laughs> Here's another question. Oh, go ahead, Isaac. Sorry. I don't see it going under 500,000. No I'm just There's saying no it's under 500,000. It's a flop. Do we get the whole card before the 26th? Yep. Okay. Because that can only help enhance your buy rate. Give or take one or two matches. But no. We are going to know that we're going to get Okada versus somebody. We know we're going to know we're going to get the IWGP champion versus somebody in AEW more than likely Hangman Hangman or Hangman and Adam Cole. We're going to get we know we're going to get that. We know we're going to get Moxley and please, 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 please let it be Hiroshi Tanahashi. That that latter match they announced for the AEW tag titles is that on Forbidden Door or is that going to be on a on a Dynamite? That's Dynamite. That's next week. Dynamite because there's no New Japan people involved in that. They still who's to stop them from having a having an AEW exclusive match? I mean, true. For God's sake, look. Look, as, as as even though there are some great tag teams in New Japan, Gorillas of Destiny, the Good Brothers, um, Ozzy Open, the list goes on and on. I am not going to kick the idea of championship versus championship, Young Bucks versus FTR out of bed for Forbidden Door. You're going to give me that? Okay. <laughs> and... You got to, I mean, Thunder Rose is going to probably defend. I mean, would you, no. no, no, because they're not, they're not going to get stardom involved. No, stardom but completely. you can have an AEW exclusive there. Thunder yeah. Rose versus somebody, if you can build it in time. But you're not, but you're, you're not. not I'm, I'm sorry. As much as I love women's wrestling and how much is it has evolved over the last, over the last several years, you're not going to get it on this show because there's no, Fair. There's no New Japan counterpart to this without getting Stardom involved, and they would have already announced that by now. Oh, yeah, Stardom will be involved, too. Nope, not going to happen. There will be no... My honest opinion, I don't think there will be any women on this pay-per-view, which does kind of suck. True. But at the same time, given how New Japan is structured, it makes sense. From a business standpoint, not necessarily, um, not necessarily a ethical standpoint. 
Right. Um, let me ask you guys this. We kind of have some pieces, parts floating in the ether that we think could or more commonly should happen with this pay-per-view. Is there anything on the menu that you might want to see that the cook that the chefs haven't whipped together yet? Wow. That's I'm gonna hold my I'm gonna hold my opinion for like a week before to see everything and how it's playing out. And if there's somebody that I've heard about or that you guys have discussed that's not on this card, that needs to be on this card, or someone that... Go ahead, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. But that, but right now, I'm going to hold my opinion on that. I just think that there's going to there's gonna be somebody we're going to say, you know what, they need to be here, and they're not there, and I'm pissed off about it. But I'm going to wait on that. I'll wait till later. Here's mine. The All-Atlantic Championship is a fatal four-way, correct? Yes. Yep. The way the tournament bracket is is folding out, you could feasibly have Pac, Miro, somebody else, I can't remember who was in this bracket, and then (laughs) a representative from New Japan. You're probably going to get Malachi in the upper right bracket. Okay, give me Pac, Malachi, Miro, and and God damn it, give me Suzuki. <laughs> yeah. Car crash in the most violently beautiful way possible. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Who in New Japan? Would match up well with Darby Allen. Because that's the one thing I don't see right now is a spot for him. Because you probably need to have a daredevilish type match. There's plenty of people that could do that. Um, I'm not even real sure who. Uh, El Fantasmo. Okay. El Fantasmo. He's, he's with Bullet Club. He still He might currently be the junior heavyweight champion. If not, he is a former junior heavyweight champion. Um, that would be fun. It would be a shame for Darby to miss out on the card. Say what? I said I think it would be a shame for Darby to miss out on the card. I do too. But at the same time, depending on how other storylines progress, Darby's a guy that I could do without. True. I mean, it would be a shame, yes, but there are other people that I would rather see on the card as opposed to Darby Allen. Like Samoa Joe. Oh. Give give a okay. Patrick, you have to pick two of the three to get to get a spot in Forbidden Door. Darby, Joe, Keith Lee. Sorry, Darby, you're out. <laughs> um, give me Keith Lee and please give me Joe. Give we already got Joe and Suzuki. Yeah, we got Joe and Suzuki for the ROH title. Um, give me that one again, damn it. <laughs> um, give Joe me- and Jeff Cobb. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think Jeff Cobb is going to be involved with the United Empires part okay. of a, that tag team war. Give me Joe and Shingo Takagi. Give me Joe and Evil. 
<laughs> Damn. Yeah, give me that. Uh, give me Keith Lee and either one of those. But if we don't have Jeff Cobb involved in that, give me Keith Lee and Jeff Cobb. Please, 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 please. Don't give me Keith Lee. I'm sorry. Don't give me Jeff Cobb and Samoa Joe. I don't want to see that. I want to see freak athlete, massive as a mofo, versus freak athlete, massive as a mofo. <laughs> big athletic men, big meaty athletic men slapping me. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, dude, the possibilities of this card, like we talked about when it was first announced, the possibilities are endless. Yep. Oh, my God. I could future book this show until my birthday and still probably have more more ideas like, oh, why didn't I think about this? It's going to be hard for them to, to screw this up is, 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 the, is the point we're trying to make. Yeah. It's. But here's the thing. It's going I mean, to... if, if Isaac and I can intelligently book, I mean, Patrick, you've shown your acumen for booking, you know, things that make sense before. If Isaac and I would have a difficult time screwing up Forbidden Door card, that's when you know that there's a wealth of opportunity here. Oh, you would totally screw it up because you would book Bailey versus Jade Cargill. <sighs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm sorry. Well, geez, guys, look at the time. I want to thank you (laughs) so much for spending some time during your wrestling week with us. Uh, It's a joy and a delight. Yeah, it is. Bring you this wrestling stuff. Stuff. Why do I keep turning up week after week for this harassment? Because you love me. Tweet the show, wrestling X e- at Wrestling X Egos. Man, tell, tell, tell us what else we should book. And, you know. Yeah. And you know what? Tell me how rotten of a human being I am for always mistreating my best friend like this. Or tell me how funny you think it is that I torture my best friend the way that I do each and every week on this show. And you know what the great thing is? I have been torturing him for the last couple of months, and I have not even invoked the name Tatum. I'm just just saying, I'm not even I'm not even swinging for the fences here, boys and girls. But I'm torturing I, I am torturing my favorite Cubs fan in the whole world. Love you, buddy. Uh huh. Love you, man. Just, like, sitting I, yeah. just sitting over here in fourth place. You know, it's just it's great. Oh, fourth, fourth place? No, 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 no. You're clearly fifth. No, we're in fourth. Oh, oh, you're talking about your Cubs? Yes. I'm talking about you, as far as this show, I'm like, no, no, no. You're not fourth. You're fifth. Even though there's not even five people, uh, five other people associated with this show. Sounds about right. Hey, so hey, Isaac, let me ask you a question. How well, much do you enjoy me torturing the hell out of Brian? <laughs> It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I'll give you that. It's pretty funny. Can't even get, um, can't even get some sympathy from the big Don. I, yeah. You know why? You know, you know why? You know why you can't, Ryan? Because even if we were to, re- even if we were to replace 
Isaac with RJ, or if even RJ were on the show and it was a four-man power trip, you would still be the only person on this show that cannot be defined by the phrase sadistic bastard. <laughs> Isaac can be a sadistic bastard. RJ definitively is a sadistic bastard. And well, and then there's Patrick. <laughs> All right, fine. I resemble that remark. In all seriousness, though, boys and girls, we want to thank you for joining us, however you're choosing to join us. You can hear the music queuing up in the background. That means it's time for us to head on down the road of peace. We want to thank you. Follow us on Twitter at IThe4th, at RantModon, at BKriego15, and the show is at WrestlingXEgos. Spread the word. Help us out on the drive for 500. And... My goodness, there's a lot of good stuff coming down the road in the world of professional wrestling. And that's why we love it so much. This is why we love professional wrestling. So until we meet again. Can I can can, can I can I get us out of here? Because I, I I kind of always like getting us out of here. It makes me feel good. Okay. Well then right. keep it good. So as Brian already said, he's at B Krigo 15. Isaac's at I the fourth. I'm at Rant Mode on the show's wrestling X egos, and we are out of time. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Unless the whole damn world blows up again, the plan next week is a big, gigantic discussion on the most protected finishers in in history of wrestling. Maybe even with a special guest, if we can schedule that appropriately. But we will see you guys next week on another episode of Wrestling with Egos because conversations like this, yeah, it's why we love wrestling.